This is an HR program on demand, a living seed capsule of work life and workplace coming live from a rooftop in Stockholm, Sweden. It's me, Anne-Marie Rich, and me, Katarina Berg. A podcast on HR straight across the counter. Hello, Katarina. Hey, Anne-Marie. Here we go again on this very beautiful rooftop and a bit windy today as well. It is. Not only chilly, but windy. It's good. It's a good day. Good. I thought that we were going to talk about a topic that I know that you have spent quite a lot of time on at Spotify, and that is mental health. Mm-hmm. Would you like to share with our listeners why this is important for you and how you work with mental health? My pleasure. Then I have to take you back a couple of years. I had a like rearing feeling of that we didn't should or could or needed to do within this space. And then I had a person that I thought would be awesome in the team. And she actually had a different role in the HR team. She was coming back from parental leave. Her name is Lynn Caldas. And uh, I checked in with her and said, you know, I think we need to do something within this space. And the way that I view it may be strange. She looked at me like, what? But maybe strange. I think it should be part of diverse inclusion and belonging team, because I think it is actually, you know, a diverse approach to what is really common in society and obviously in our workplace too. And uh, Lynn, open-minded as she is, first of all, to my big joy, she accepted and thought that would be really, really interesting and obviously important to step into that space. And secondly, she didn't think it was so strange that I wanted to put it within diversity, inclusion and belonging. At the time, the diversity, inclusion and belonging team thought it was a bit strange, but not in the way that they thought it was, no, let's not do it or let's not put it together with the rest of the work that we do. But I think it was more one of those it doesn't usually sit there. And uh, we all know that chosen truth and what we have come to known as this is the norm or accustomed to, most of us think that is like, oh, where are we going with this? But that, I think now it turned out to be really, really good for us and work really well. One, because we already had like a foundation and a couple of strategies that we could put it and pin it to. Secondly, Lynn and the work had also an opportunity to go a bit free on what do we need. And I think one of the smart things that Lynn did in the beginning was this. She actually went out into the organization and asked people, what are the pieces that we should start to work with? And what should be the tenants within our, what we call heart and soul strategy? And what do we find to be most important? And as it always is, if we would have done it, or if HR would have put it down, I think there was a couple of things that we thought was important. And uh, especially that in the time frame and in what order to do them, it's not that we're doing different things now, but I think we started in a different kind of end and also with different topics that we would have done otherwise. As you usually do when you have read up with something or you have theory or you have experience. But it was so smart of her to really start where all the really brave and open and transparent people that struggle with mental illness or mental health, not necessarily on a daily basis. And we all know what the stats look like, right? It's not a positive reading. And uh, most countries and some of the organizations that take the stance of let's not talk about it, let's, you know, pretend that this is not a big thing or an issue. I think you're losing out of so many great contributors, a lot of important people that might not always have a great day. 
And by stating a couple of things, like it's okay not to be okay, that we understand that if you live life, this is part of life. And if you don't necessarily have to struggle with things on a daily basis, you have somebody in your family or close or a colleague. And what does that mean for you as a manager, as a colleague, as a friend, as a mother, as a father, as a sibling? And how can we as a workplace, how can our organization support that and also enable people that has mental illness or go through a divorce or other hardships that we do. You lose somebody that is close to you. You lose your child or something that is, you know, unthinkable. But that happens in life. And do they not have a place at Spotify or any other company or in society? Of course they do. And if we know this, how can we educate our people? How can we educate ourselves? How can we make sure that we are a company where everybody has a place and where we are truly inclusive and where also people that has this challenge can belong. And that was important uh, from the get-go. I think Lynn and the team and all the 38 Heart and Soul ambassadors that we have today and counting are doing so much for us to remove stigma in our workplace. But also, I think in the long run, it's going to be a game changer, hopefully, in society and, and for other companies. Definitely. It's so exciting and also inspirational to hear you talk about this. From a practical point of view now, how does this manifest itself? Let's say I join Spotify. What kind of activities and initiatives would I come across with regards to Heart and Soul? I think it's going to be big and small mm -hmm. and a bit left, right and center, yeah. to be honest. So mm -hmm. we nudge people. We what does that mean? You know, it's not that I think these are things that people don't know about. I think it's sometimes you just have to be reminded. Mm -hmm. So a nudge is just, you know, reminding you of one what it actually means and in what type of shapes and forms it could come across and also what you need and should do and could do as a manager. So it could be those type of nudges, but also as a colleague, obviously. The other thing is that there is a couple of things that are put in place. There is professional support and uh, what numbers or what emails and your insurers can help you with that. It could also be, you know, lectures and talks. And uh, on Mental Health Day, we have in our bigger hubs, but also obviously digital and virtual, and not just the year like during the pandemic, but you can go in and you can listen to streamed information or colleagues that tell their story or famous artists and so on and so forth. So it's so many different things, but it's also the support and just having it out there as nothing big or something to be skeptical or even be scared about. And for sure, nothing to be ashamed of. Excellent. So just before we close, the role of the ambassadors, because you mentioned Lynn is driving Hearth and Soul, but she also leverages on ambassadors. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? What is their role? How do they help? I would say that they are in one way like mini ERGs right. <laughs> spread around the world and also in the different functions and in the organization. And ERG is, of course, employee resource group. And they all work and have knowledge or experience about mental illness. But it's also about fitness, right? How can we prevent things? How can we make sure that we are set up in a way that we don't necessarily have to fall down into those really dark and long pitfalls that 
usually occurs, and other things. But they come up with subjects. They come up with activities. They come up and suggest with events. They make sure also in the different hubs and in the different locations around the world that there is everything from yoga or lectures or the other things that are also important. Remember people about sleep, exercise, do walks and talks, not get stuck in front of a computer, eat well. All the things that we all know as grown-ups is important, but it's easy to forget. And the other thing is when somebody then needs to stay home or needs professional help, we also underline that, you know, this is part of life again. So I come back to that thing that not making it bigger than it is, but not making it smaller than it is either. Right. And that we all have tools to deal with it. If it is like supporting or talking about it and having those really difficult and sometimes very, yes, uncomfortable discussions because you might not have all the answers. And I think it's important that you as a colleague, as a friend or a family member, as well as a manager, nobody expects that you know it all or you have all the answers. And when people come and talk, sometimes just listen and be present and be very, I think, empathetic about it rather than have a solution. You shouldn't put that pressure on you. We know that most people in our organization did not study psychology, right? So we have external support and professional organizations to support with that. And I think that is what we're trying to do, not put drama, take away, as I said, the stigma. Nobody should be ashamed and also help our organization with understanding that if you live a full life, there will be ups and downs, and we have room for that. Uh, and and uh, if we want people to be here for the marathon and not the sprint and have long tenures here, most likely we will you know, know each other when everything is really, really good and you're making progress and things that are happy in your life is happening, but it will be on the other side too. And uh, we just have to show up for each other. Beautiful. Part of life as being a human, right? Yes. Whether it is at work or at home or just being in life, basically. Yeah. And I think a very inspiring and important work that Lynn and the team is doing. So well done. Yes, heart and soul, and me, myself, also in love with that uh, label that they came up with. Yeah. And again, inspired by the people, for the people, is usually when great work is being done. Definitely. Thank you, Katarina, for sharing. Thank you. Why don't we, as always, end this talk with the three things? Let's see if I can do it without a brain freeze, because it's <laughs> really cold today. So stay safe, stay strong, and stay active. Ide medalje. Ide medalje.